0: Well, hello, teachers, and welcome back to another episode of the Teaching Middle School ELA Podcast. Caitlin here with you guys. And Jessica. Hey, everybody. I love this title and this episode so much. I think it's going to be really, really helpful for our I agree. I'm excited. (laughs) And so this is, if we were teaching narrative writing all over again, So like those first few years teaching when we really, and we'll talk about our experiences teaching narrative writing in the beginning, um, we would do these three things differently. Like these are the three things that we would focus on. So maybe you haven't taught narrative writing before. Maybe you taught it at the beginning of this school year. Maybe you joined us this summer for a free training and you were like, yeah, I'm going to start with narratives at the beginning. And so let's maybe do a reflection. If you've already taught them this school year, you know, how did it go? What were your students results? Were you satisfied? And if you're like, meh, (laughs) not really impressed with what was submitted, you know, think about what we're going to share with you on the podcast today and how you can take away these three things and incorporate them into your own narrative lessons. Love it.
1: And this is kind of fun. It's like a a walk
0: down memory lane of like (laughs) how we were as teachers a few years ago. And I I think that that's important because now I I consider myself a very strong writing teacher. Mm -hmm. But- that wasn't always the case. And so if you're sitting there and you're like, yeah, but you guys are so good at teaching writing, you're great teachers. Well, guess what? That wasn't always the case. For sure. The transformation. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say the transformation is possible for everybody. Absolutely. Because I was thinking I used to be that teacher who like put up a writing prompt on the board
1: and that was my writing lesson. Like I didn't know what to do. through college and all my education classes there was how to teach reading how to teach math how to teach science and history there was never once how to teach writing
0: yeah about you same thing like i think i had one like english focused master's class for my secondary Mm -hmm. education degree um but it wasn't it wasn't on on narrative writing we didn't i don't think anyone ever taught me how to teach narratives and the books that i had my first few years of teaching of quote unquote how to teach writing. We're such a joke. You're it's are so bad. <laughs> I was looking at one actually recently and it literally was just like,
1: okay, have your kids write a nice conclusion. I'm like, well, what does that mean? What's a nice conclusion? Like there was no instruction. That was the note to the teacher. And I'm like, no wonder we all struggle with this. A nice conclusion. A nice conclusion. That's like hilarious. wrap are writing. Like that means nothing to me. Right? Totally. So there are so many things I would have done differently. If I was teaching writing all over again, especially narrative writing. So again, I was that teacher that just put the prompt on the board. We probably finished a novel and I made some kind of like loose connection to the novel and we did a creative narrative writing assignment. There wasn't a lot of structure. Honestly, I probably threw a rubric together like the week of the assignment. I didn't really know what I was looking for. We definitely had writing time in class but I was not up there doing like a quick lesson and then having them practice that skill. It was more like, okay, we're all going to work on an intro paragraph today. And I would walk around and offer feedback, which was Mm -hmm. not very
0: effective. No,
1: If I was doing it all over. The very first thing I would do is focus on the standards. I definitely did not do that. Right. And if you look at the narrative writing standards for fifth through eighth grade, they're actually really similar and they build off each other, but they are so specific We're talking engaging the reader by establishing context with introducing a narrator, using techniques such as dialogue and pacing, focusing on transition words and phrases and clauses, precise words, relevant vocabulary, a conclusion that follows from the narrated experiences or events, like I could keep going. But again, so specific. I didn't do any of those things.
0: <laughs> now and having I, that specificity makes the world of a difference because you now have direction on yes. the direction you need to give your students. Exactly. I was just going to say it
1: guides your direction. Now I know, okay, this is exactly what I need to teach. These are my lessons that I will focus on with my students.
0: Yeah. It's a huge difference. My first few years teaching narratives. So it was interesting. I taught high school and it was very literary analysis focused, right? Research mm-hmm. paper. We didn't do a ton of narratives. And so it was kind of like, since I was never taught how to teach it, I thought, you know, well, how how was I taught how to write narratives when right. I was growing up? And you kind of do that when you, as you try to figure things out those first few years of teaching, unless you have some really great guidance in your life. And it was, okay, here's a story arc, you know, fill in the story arc, mm-hmm. Write your narrative, and then we'll do peer editing. Write your narrative, kind of. (laughs) And I laugh now because you know it's 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 kind of comical to look back, but like in the moment, I just really had no idea, and I really felt helpless. Mm -hmm. You know, I needed someone to really give me that guidance. And so when Jessica's talking about focusing on the standards, like that's where you can turn to to start to find that guidance yourself, right? Going into the standards, seeing okay, what are the lessons that I'm going to be teaching? What is it that I need to focus on? So that like number one thing, that's the number one thing that I should have done and that we should all be doing if you're finding yourself having that similar experience to Jessica or myself.
1: Right. So if you've taught narrative writing this year, look back. Did you check out the Common Core standards or the TEKS or, you know, whatever standards your state follows? Did you use those when you taught your lessons or is there some room for growth there? And like, mm-hmm. really be honest with yourself. How could you improve that narrative
0: writing unit that you did with your students? And so moving into the second thing that we would have done differently, and I think sometimes this happens with writing is we look at the standards and we're like, oh my gosh, I have all of this stuff I have to teach. And it's like, how do I begin to even start to implement it? Am I teaching, you know, dialogue and leads at the same time? Like, how do I set it up? How do I structure it? And one of the things that's beautiful about the way that we teach our teachers how to teach narratives in our program and even how to teach all of the other writing styles is everything's really broken down into many lessons focused on each specific common core state standard or each specific skill that we want our students to walk away with. This is something I did not do those first years teaching narratives at all. And talk to you about that, Jessica, like, because you're the one who like really, you are like, I learned from you, to be honest, how to teach narratives well. Like, I feel like you really laid the groundwork for how we structure this for our teachers. And why is that the path through which you feel and we feel? I mean, I know the answer to this question, but I'm just curious for you to share with our listeners. Why do we teach through mini lessons?
1: For sure. Well, I think it's kind of like what you were saying earlier with your story Argon. And- Do your narrative writing, right? That's so broad. But when you use mini lessons, you're able to really focus in on each component of a narrative, whether it's the leads or the dialogue or the transition. So students need to feel really confident in each of those aspects before they can put it all together into a cohesive piece. Because I'm sure many of our listeners, you've seen this, right? And if you're not teaching mini lessons like that, you get those narratives that are either, you know, five sentences long and the student's like, I'm done, or the narrative that goes on and on and on, and it's like, and then, and then, and then, and there's just no cohesion to it, right? But if you break down the different components and you have mini lessons, and along with those mini lessons, you're using mentor texts or examples, then students can visualize what they need to do to create a really strong narrative. I what's really cool, can't emphasize that enough. Like, mini lessons are key. Sorry. Key.
0: And what's really cool about mini lessons, too, is that it makes giving feedback to our students so much easier. I'm about to sneeze. Hold on. No, <laughs> no it's not coming anymore. It makes giving feedback, sorry, guys, a whole heck of a lot easier because I remember grading some of those uh, narratives in the beginning and I'm like, this narrative is bad, but I mm-hmm. have no idea what to tell this student other than their story just kind of is awful.
1: Right. So by doing the mini lessons, you're setting them up for success. You can give them that feedback early on, on a very short, you know, non-threatening assignment so that by the time they do go to write their narrative, they've got that confidence. They're like, oh yeah, I know how to write a strong Mm -hmm. lead. It's not their first time doing it.
0: And when you focused on your mini lessons, when you're grading and giving them feedback on that final piece and you're looking at their lead, you're like, you can actually say, you know, okay, this is a great, um, You know, flashback lead or, you know, in this case, this type of lead actually probably didn't set your story up as well as maybe this type of lead would have. So it gives us direction too, not only in how to teach it, but how to assess this type of writing for our students because teaching someone how to write a story is really kind of like a mental block, I think, for a lot of us, because how on earth do you do that? And I do it with mini lessons. And I think to add on to what you're saying, Caitlin,
1: like, it gives you a common language to use with your students. You're not now saying things like, well, your introduction could be stronger. Instead, you're speaking the same language. You're saying, why don't you try a flashback lead? Or why don't you try a question here? That might work well. And it gives them direction. Because again, what does make your introduction stronger? What does that mean? (laughs) If you're a kid, you're like, well, I thought I did a pretty good job. Like, I don't know what to change. I like it. So it gives that direction. I think that's super important. So focus on the standards, teach through mini lessons. And then the third thing that we would do if we were teaching it all over again is to spiral our curriculums, especially narrative writing. Did you do this early on? Because I definitely did not.
0: Definitely did not. Not even a chance, not even right. kind of, no.
1: It was for me, it was more like, whew, got through narrative. Done. <laughs> I mean, Can move on to the next thing. <laughs> next <year>. Yeah. <laughs> but it's actually wonderful when you spiral your narrative writing throughout the year because that's when you really see growth in your students. And it's nice because once you teach them that foundation, all the ba- basics, then when you go to do more narrative writing throughout the year, they have that foundation and you can move on to extra things like how could we use figurative language to make this stronger or how could we improve our dialogue so you really see a progression in their writing it's not enough to just do it one time and this goes back to what we've talked about in earlier episodes that when you are able to spiral in your writing styles or writing units it makes planning a whole lot easier because you know what you're doing later on in the year so the second now when i was most recently in the classroom the second i was done with narrative writing i was already penciling it in okay when am i going to go back to this and it was in my
0: plans ready to go for mm-hmm. later in the year and it's really cool when we do spiral you know you talked about how students writing improves over time but it makes it so much easier for us to do those fun activities in class where they are telling stories, right? And I think about this, you know, just in life. Our life is about our stories, is about our experiences with people, is about our memories. Those are all stories that we have. And so to teach our students how to be storytellers is so beneficial. Not like if you want to be an author, but for right. communicating with other people, for sharing moments with your friends, with a future boss at a job interview, stories are what build our connections to others in our lives. And so to be able to teach our students that in an easy way, that you'll end up actually loving is such a cool thing to see unfold because that was never my experience (laughs) as a teacher in those first few years of teaching narratives. And there is one other thing I want to say about this is right now when we're listening to this episode, it's getting close to the holidays. And if you haven't had a chance to yet, we have this great activity, our Gingerbread House Descriptive Writing Activity, which isn't really like narrative E, But it's still built on a lot of those foundations of figurative language of, you know, thinking outside the box with strong vocabulary. Mm-hmm. So that's a great way to tie in some of those narrative writing standards. And students love it. It's fun for them. And because they've had hopefully this foundation of narrative writing at the beginning of the year with you, it makes this activity so much more meaningful for them. They're able to really grow in those specific writing skills. Um, So if you're an EB teacher, I think most of you have this for free as a free resource. And if you aren't, it's in our uh, Teachers Pay Teachers store that you can go grab it as well. It's a gingerbread house for sale descriptive writing activity. I just love that one.
1: Yeah, so true. It's always a, a student hit. And I think to kind of wrap all this up, If you have taught narratives this year, hopefully we've given you something to think about. You know, did I include the standards? Did I teach through many lessons? Have I tried to spiral it in? And if you haven't taught narrative writing this year, hopefully you now have kind of a game plan of what a successful narrative writing unit looks like. And as you're listening to this, I know like Caitlin, you said it's the holiday time and we do have a really special narrative writing training coming up. Do you want to Talk a yeah, little bit absolutely.
0: About that. So, if you're, you know, you can take these three things and you can start to implement them on your own, or we'd love to invite you to join our training where you can just get more guidance from us. You know, we do a special pop up Facebook group experience that works in conjunction with this training. The training is called Three Game Changing Strategies for Teaching Narrative Writing. And we talk about other strategies beyond these that you can begin implementing in your classroom to teach narratives effectively. We have bonus trainings, we have free extra resources. Sources for you to download so that you can really start to see, you know, how does this all come together? Um, and how can I really start to see success with narratives in my classroom so that you aren't like Jessica and I were at the beginning of the year. If you are currently like that, you know, how do you get to where we are now with it when it comes to teaching narratives? How do you see that transformation And this training will really um, start to provide that for you. So if you are listening to this, when this airs, um, you can go to our Instagram page or Facebook page, um, and we'll have a link over there for you to check it out as well and sign up for that free training. And the other thing that you can do is you can download a free lesson from us, our detective whodunit mystery activity, and we'll send you the link to sign up for this training in that email confirmation as well. So if you go to ebacademics.com forward slash detective lesson, you can grab a free lesson. And then you will also get that link to sign up for our three game changing strategies for teaching narrative writing. That's a mouthful training (laughs) and our pop-up Facebook group experience that we're just really excited about. We absolutely love talking about this specific writing style. We do. It's become one of my favorite writing styles, whereas before it definitely was not. No. And in a weird way, I almost feel like I'm cheating on EBW, our framework (laughs) for literary analysis that like my heart, it's kind of like with my dog. Sometimes I like Huckleberry more than Charlie and vice versa. Like right now I'm like torn between these two writing styles, which one has my heart more. But you know, they are so different. So it's okay.
1: I think if we love them both,
0: (laughs) if we are obsessed with writing, it's all right to have two favorites. That's true. All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next week on the podcast. And I think next week's podcast episode is our 100th episode already. Yes. that's crazy. I we'll oh, do something fun. I know. Yeah. So we'll see you guys next week on the podcast. Have a great day and we'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Happy holidays, everyone. Bye.